Hey guys, how you doing? Welcome to another chat show here on Buzzing Pattaya and to today's discussion. And it's a question I get asked many, many times. I thought, well, let's just do this. Let's give you an honest and truthful video about what it's really like being a YouTuber here in the city. And I'm gonna cover everything from the beginning, how I got started through to the ups, the downs. I've had some seriously low lows and I've had some fantastic highs. So it really has been a roller coaster journey. And I thought, well, I'll just share this with you because a lot of people, especially when they come to the coffee meets, they say, Trev, you know, what's it like being a YouTuber? You know, what's the good, what's the bad? Do you enjoy it? How much do you earn? All these kind of things. So I thought, well, let's just throw this out here. Let me give you an honest and truthful appraisal of what it's like being a YouTuber here in Patea City. Now, I know one thing, you definitely don't wanna be looking at me all the way through this, so what I'm gonna do is put some overlays over the top for you to save your eyes, see what a kind, considerate person I am, and that's what you gotta be in order to be a YouTuber, part of it anyway. Uh, so yeah, so let's put the overlays over, and uh, what I'm gonna do now is I wanna go through everything stage by stage by stage. And there are a lot of pressures here, a lot of pressures here being a YouTuber, particularly in this city, because obviously it's a diverse audience, it's a very uh, limited in terms of the content and the, the way that we can get the content. And uh, I'll go through all this in a lot more detail for you as we go through this video. So the first question people say, why? Why did you start a YouTube channel? Well, the fact was, when I first came out here, as you may or may not know, I started up a media company, Buzzing Media Group. It's been registered here now for nine years. And way back in the day, I worked with a young lady called Megan, a lovely, lovely girl. She's now over at Fabulous 103. And I worked for, with Megan and we went out and did some videos. Anyway, we shut the company down and we, we just put it into a dormant status and uh, didn't do anything for, for a long, long time. Anyway, this guy said to me one day, he said, I've just watched you on YouTube. I'm thinking, no, you can't have done. And he said, yeah, you were with a, with a young girl from uh, up north. I said, oh, that's Megan. I said, oh, well. So anyway, the long and short of it was I started looking into it and I realized I still had access to YouTube. So I just jumped in. Now, I was living in a room up in Kaunoi at the time and uh, no intention of doing YouTube whatsoever. I was still very busy with my photography. And I thought, well, let's just go in, log in and see what happens. So I went into the channel and I made some really, really awful videos. I'm not saying these are much better, to be honest. But anyway, the point being was that I made these videos. And it was really weird. I started to connect with people. I was sharing my knowledge, my experience as being a photographer and a videographer here for many, many years, working in all the nightlife scene. So I started to give out information, which seemed to be well received. So... I think when you start YouTube, you've got, to, you've got to have a real understanding, why are you doing this? And if you think it's to make money very quickly, you're in for a big shock, because trust me, it is not as easy as maybe people perceive or think it is. You know, the trouble is you get these very famous YouTubers, and they do make serious money, like considerably, considerable amount of money, like crazy. So of course, people just put one and one together and come up with two, ah, you must be doing the same. It doesn't work like that, and I'll cover that later on. So in terms of the actual YouTube content, the first thing you've got to think about is who is your audience? And you know, when you look at this city, we have a, a very mixed demographic of people. We have young people, older people, middle-aged people. We have guys from all around the world. So it's a very, very diverse and a very mixed audience that you have to appeal to. So it's quite difficult at times because my language, my terminology, the way I say things, maybe to others is very difficult to understand. And of course, when you look at the subtitles that YouTube use, I know they're hilarious. People send me screenshots saying, look what it says. And uh, they are some funny, funny translations. But the point being is, because we have such a very varied and diverse audience here, the pressure is that you've got to connect with those people and you've got to make videos in a way that it relates to what you're thinking and what you're wanting to see. 
And that in itself is quite difficult and very demanding. So when you're looking at your content, the first thing you're going to ask yourself is where is that content? Where have I got to go to find the content? Well, obviously for me, it's the bars, the nightclubs, the go-go's. For me, it's tourist attractions. I steer away from hotels and restaurants, so I'll explain that in a bit. Uh, but that's the general sort of areas that I concentrate on, and of course, walking around the city. You've now got to think about when are you going to go and get your content? You know, people are saying to me about, you've got to go out of a night time, and I disagree. I don't think you need me to be out of a night time poking cameras into bars and where big guys are sat with girls, etc., just to explain to you what the bar is all about, because I can do that during the daytime. And so, you know, again, it's a bit of a pressure because people are saying, come on, go out in the night, go out in the nighttime. And to be honest with you, whether you love it or you hate it, I really don't want to do it. I will do the odd nighttime video, but I won't be pointing into cameras, into, into bars and stuff. And just while we're on the subject of that, this new law that people seem to be throwing out and say, oh, you can't do it, you've got to blur faces, you don't. I've had a lawyer look into it, a, a digital lawyer, and basically it's just using the content in a malicious way. In other words, if I know you're up to no good and I deliberately film you and deliberately use it without your consent, that's when it's an issue. But just general day-to-day -day lifestyle, that's absolutely fine. So when you've got to get your content, you've got to figure out how you're going to get it. Now I do interviews. I have to go out and speak to bar owners and, and uh, restaurant owners and hotel people I think that'll be of interest to you. And I have to find that, that, that connection. And it's not just a case of saying, hey, would you like to go on the interview? You've got to figure out, is this person someone you want to put on your channel that you know you guys are going to enjoy listening to and they've got stories? You know, if you remember BJ being here 50 years, you know, that was a fantastic interview. So you need to connect with people. You've got to be out there constantly looking for people, constantly trying to find content, constantly thinking of ways to, to bring stuff to the channel that I know that you guys are going to enjoy. It has to be relevant. And that goes to being back to where I said about, I don't want to do like hotel reviews and stuff like that because I know you're coming out here and traveling out here, but it's just not my cup of tea. It's not something I think, you know, you like the walk arounds, you like the interviews, some of the games I play, the live streams, that kind of stuff. So for me, you've got to figure out content that's relevant to the community that you're connecting with. And the buzzing community is a fantastic community. I'm absolutely honored, I'm flattered that we've got such an incredible community here. And I thank you all you know, from the bottom of my heart for, for being part of it. So you've got to make your content relevant. You've also got to challenge yourself. It's very easy to get sucked into the comfort zone. Oh, that's okay, that'll just do. But then you've got to really look at it and you've got to challenge yourself. You've got to think outside the box. The pressure is to make sure you keep your content interesting, you keep your content relevant, and you keep it fresh. Because if you don't, you know, it's the same old, same old. If you go into a bar every single night, for night after night after night for a year, at the end of that year, you're not really going to be that interested in going back to that same bar. You need to move on and find new things. And that's the pressure that we have here as a YouTuber, not just myself, but all the YouTubers here. So. You're constantly looking at ways to connect with your community, connect with your audience, and it is a tough, tough job. So talking about production, so when I go out and make a video, you know, it's a long process. From the minute I set foot, I ride down to wherever it is I'm gonna go, I then walk the video or do whatever it is I'm doing, the interview, whatever. Then you have to then bring it back to the studio and you then have to make the video. And I'm gonna to be totally honest with you guys, I try to have as little editing as possible purely because I just literally don't have the time. Now that's changing in the near future. Now the guys that have been supporting the channel, uh, you'll know that we've now got a new computer for Bo. 
I'm now teaching Bo how to do the editing. She's doing a fantastic job. And moving forwards, that will increase the amount of uh, variance in the videos and the cutaways and all those kind of things that I don't currently put in because I just literally don't have the time to sit there for three or four hours editing a video. Also, once you've done the editing, it's not just a case of posting it onto YouTube. You've got to tick YouTube's box because remember, YouTube are making millions and millions of dollars out of their advertising. And so therefore, they want to make sure the videos are what they want in terms to get the best for their advertisers. So you've got to tick their algorithm. You've got to make sure that you're ticking all their boxes. And that goes down to things as simple as the thumbnail, you know, the picture that you see before you click on the video, how many people to look at it as to how many people click through. When you click through, how long do you watch for? Do you get to the end? All these kind of triggers are what the algorithms in YouTube watch and monitor using a very complex robotic system. And that is how you manage to get your views on your YouTube. So you've got to make sure everything is ticked. And there's a lot of pressure because one video can literally just put you 10 videos behind. And it really can. You could be really going at a nice pace and one video doesn't perform. And before you know it, you're way, way back and starting almost again. And you know, you've got to make sure the length of your video is correct. You know, if you, if you do these like two, three minute videos, you're not going to gain any traffic because don't forget the audience watching that video, it's a very limited amount of time. So you have to make sure you give ample opportunity for YouTube to put the adverts in and for you guys to enjoy the video. So it's not a case of just rambling on for the sake of rambling on. You've got to make sure that you connect with your audience. Now, when you connect with your audience, you know, I've got to be honest with you, the pressures there have been tremendous. I've had some incredible highs, I've met some amazing people, I've also had some very low lows. And when you connect with the audience, one of the things that you're gonna to have to accept, and it's a pressure that you get, and it's just part and par for the course, is you are gonna get trolls, you are gonna get the haters. And I've gotta be honest with you, when it first happened, uh, it, it did shock me really, I couldn't believe that there are people out there that genuinely will attack you and, and you know, send you hideous messages, even though they've never ever met you. And it's quite worrying that people can saturate their lives with such hatred and not actually go off and enjoy their own life without worrying about what someone else is doing. So you have to take that on the joy. It's something that comes your way. And you know, I've had some horrific abuse over the, the last two years. And initially when that first happened, I've got to be honest with you, it did get to me. So uh, you know, I had to take that and I had to sit down and give this some real hard thought. But then after a while, I've dusted myself down. I sat and down, I spoke to other YouTubers and they were very clear and they said just block them instantly they can only get one bite of the cherry and then bin them off and, and that's what i've been doing and now you know i still get some of course but it's very very limited but it's something you have to have real crocodile skin and absorb it without thinking and taking it personally because these people have never met you so you do get the trolling you've got to have strength of mind you've got to be able to just deal with it push on, move on. And you know, that's the negative side. But the positive side is I've met some fantastic people. One of the hard parts of being a YouTuber is because you're in the public eye, and the one thing I found very difficult to get my head around recently is how popular YouTube is versus TV. I'm old school, I grew up watching television. So I've never been through the YouTube experience where people say to me, oh, you know, I only ever watch YouTube. And for me, that's quite weird in terms of the fact that, you know, I'm used to having a TV and, and turning the television on watching Yemadal. And for some guys, they don't watch any TV, they just literally watch YouTube video after YouTube video. And that's fantastic, it's obviously it's a massive resource, so you can never be short of content. But again, 
you know, it is par, um, par for the course in terms of pressure because now you are in that public eye. I get so many people come and say, hey Trev, how you doing mate? I follow your channel, love your work. And it's lovely, you know, it's really, really nice. And I thank them and I'm very courteous and I say, you know, thank you very much indeed. So it's, you know, thank you for following and thank you for watching. So, you know, you are now starting to give away your personal life. You know, that side of things now becomes a little less private and a little bit more public. So again, you know, the pressure's there that when you go out, the chances are people will come up and speak to you and will say hello. And that's just par for the course. I'm a very sociable person, so I actually enjoy that. But to be honest with you, I know some people that are very introvert and don't really want to, uh, you know, network and stuff like that, which kind of like defeats the object of going onto YouTube. And of course, you've got those secret video filmers, which I really don't like, uh, that never show their face and they go out there with their hidden cameras. But that's something I will never, ever entertain. And as an individual, I really, really don't like that. So you are going to be under the pressure of the watchful eye. You are going to get the pressure of people that just don't like you or dislike your channel and want to do everything they can to try and cause you problems. And uh, man, I've had, some, I've had some fun and games on my channel. And you know, you've really got to embrace that and just deal with it the best way. But it can get very, very tiring and it can get very, very, you know, make you very down. So strength of mind, guys, it's not as easy as it seems. However, I'm there, I'm good, I'm happy, I'm doing what I'm doing, I'm loving it, I'm meeting so many positive people, it's fantastic. So thank you very much for all of that. What are the uh, plus sides of the YouTube channel? Well, you are gonna get YouTubers that own bars. So you know, Brian and Nick, you know, these guys have got their own bars and you know, fantastic, fair play to them and good on them. The one thing that they do that I can't do is they stay in the bars a lot longer than I do. Not maybe not so much Brian, he's got so many bars, but certainly Nick, you know, he's a very, very, prominent person in his bar, people go to his bars to go and say hello, and he's there night after night. Now, I don't wanna do that. Even though I've got the buzzing bar, as I've said from day one, you know, Stephen has completely financed the whole thing. I have no financial input. The deal with me and Stephen was that I would have the bar and help push uh, escape and other things like that, which is what we're doing. So, you get the pressure of maybe people saying, why don't you have a bar? Why don't you have a bar? And I really, as an individual, I don't want a bar, but I'm happy to do what I'm doing with Stephen and it seems to be working well. Events, you know, you've got to look at events. Can you help with events? Can you show, showcase events? People come to you and say, hey, can you promote my event? And it's very, very hard. And it's, people say to me, oh yeah, but they'll pay you. It's not about the money. Remember what I was saying about pleasing your community, pleasing your audience, triggering the algorithms with YouTube. It's not just a case of chucking out some random event that you know your audience is going to go, Trevor, what are you on about, mate? Not interested in that. So you have to be very critical in what you do and how you do it. And that in itself is a pressure. Social media, you know, there's YouTube, then there's Facebook, there's Twitter, there's Instagram, there's TikTok, there's Discord, you know, you name it, it's there. And again, you know, the pressures are, do you have a presence on all of these platforms? Because you need to. And yes, I do, and one of the things that you will know from me is I sit there meticulously every single day and I answer literally every comment. I reckon I probably miss maybe less than 3% of my comments and I get hundreds and hundreds of comments every day. You get the pressure from people not really understanding just how many uh, comments you're answering and they'll say, oh, I messaged you but you haven't replied. You know, it's not easy. Sometimes I've got four, five, 600 comments to reply to, emails, messages, direct messages, and obviously YouTube comments, and it's not easy. So people are like, oh, well, you know, you, you didn't reply to me, I, reply, I sent you a message yesterday. It's like, dude, 
please just give me chance and I will get to you. And I do invariably, there's very few I miss, but it is a pressure. One of the real downsides that I've had, and uh, I'll go through it, I'll, I'll be honest with you, was all the effort and all the work I did feeding the homeless and the Bankru jar. And I stumbled into the YouTube uh, donation through Super Chats in terms of I was just, I've been out doing my own thing and I paid out my own pocket and I just made mention to it on YouTube and so many generous people sent me some Super Chats. And all I said was, look guys, what I'll do is I'll, I'll go out next week and uh, I'll do some stuff for you and I'll show you what we've done. The great side of that was we helped so, so many people and I fed people for 12 weeks through the generosity of the community and the incredible amount of work that we did up at Bankery Jar and literally at the time of making this video, uh, only yesterday I took them all to the water park. I took 53 children to the water park. They had a fantastic day. So there is so much good that you can go and so much good that you can do in terms of using your channel to help do these kind of things. But there was a really, really negative, sour end to the situation, was I was trolled horrifically by a group, I'm not gonna give them the pleasure of naming them, but they just, it was just a septic tank, and it really was horrific, because they had seen previous uh, YouTube or uh, previous charity raising where they, they felt there was some skullduggery going on, and instantaneously blanketed me with the same tar brush. And it was very, very upsetting to be targeted because the, you know, from an individual point of view, everyone has an opinion of you. So no matter what I say, no matter what I do, people will form that opinion. And you have to just let them have their opinion, even when it's wrong, like it was with what I did for the food handouts and for the, for the kids and still doing now. But I'm a human being and it hurts. It hurts when people accuse you of stealing, they accuse you of fraud, they accuse you of all this stuff when it's absolute rubbish. But unfortunately, that is one of the pressures that you're gonna to have to deal with as a YouTuber because people always have an opinion, they will always talk behind your back, they will always point fingers. And it was very, very difficult time in my YouTubing uh, capacity that unfortunately I was, I was targeted. And it's a shame because it makes you wanna stop doing the good that you were doing. So again, it goes back to that strength of mind. You know, it was never easy, but you've gotta soldier on. And I am gonna carry on, I'm not gonna let them win, I am gonna continue and we're gonna restructure a few things. There's some really good projects I've got coming up in the near future that will be completely transparent and show everything, and that way I can just get on with things what I wanna do. But again, you know, it's a negative side of YouTube that people maybe, possibly don't appreciate. Time off and families. You've gotta have the back end of your family to be a YouTuber. And particularly, I'm very lucky, you know, my, my wife is amazing, uh, my family are amazing, they support me, they're there for me. They accept that what I do in terms of going out through the evenings and obviously the entertainment side of things. So, you know, I'm very, very fortunate with that side of things. But it does, you know, it does mean that you've got to have the backing of your family because it's a pressure on them as much as it is a pressure on you. Now, I'm very lucky when I go home, I'm completely out of the way. I live in a tiny little village in the middle of nowhere, so nobody, most of them don't even have a TV, so uh, let alone internet. So I'm very lucky that I get left alone. But I would imagine here, you know, Brian has his family here, and Nick, you know, these guys have family commitments here, and it must be very difficult, because every time you turn a corner, you are gonna be identified, and people are gonna say, oh yeah, such and such, how are you doing? So, you know, you need the backing of your family, and definitely, uh, you know, make sure that they understand the, what's gonna happen in terms of your YouTuber. Revenue. I've gotta say, right, it, it's, it's just a myth 
that people say, oh, YouTubers, you earning a fortune. I think there's probably two to three percent of YouTubers out there that earn serious money. People like myself, you know, we've got over 50,000 subscribers and I thank you all so much uh, for your support in terms of being part of the community. But I don't make fortunes. I make enough money to live here and that's a difference. And then of course when you do get paid by YouTube, remember they take 30%, then you've got your tax here anyway, plus, plus, plus. So you know, it, it eats away. So you then got to decide what do you do with your revenue? You know, do you reinvest it? You know, where do you go? There are some YouTubers here that, that drive very, very hard to get super chats. I never ask, and I don't really get many to be fair. But that's not the issue. The point being is some will, will really push, give me a super chat, buy me a drink, give me a super chat, buy me a drink. It's not my cup of tea. There are people out there that have got YouTube channels that basically, you know, just just want money after money after money and they put on shows just to generate money. And that again is not what I'm about. My revenue that I that I utilize comes from my company, not from YouTube. So it's a very, very difficult situation because other people say, well, why don't you have a members only video? Why don't you have members only chat? And I don't want to separate the community because that's what it effectively is doing. Oh, you're okay to watch the free stuff, but you're not okay to watch the members area. And again, that pushes the pressure on you as to which way do you turn. So it's very, very difficult to make sure you please everybody. And it is very, very hard. All right, so hopefully you're still awake. And uh, hopefully if nothing else you found what it's like being a YouTuber here in Pattaya uh, a little bit more eye-opening, maybe interesting, maybe you knew it all, maybe I did actually put you to sleep. So if I did, I, I'm sorry, wake up. Uh, but that's about it, guys. That's what I wanted to show you, just explain about what it really is like being a YouTuber here in this city. The ups, the downs, the lows, the highs, it's all there. And uh, hopefully you found that interesting. All right, well, there we go, guys. That's the end of today's video. Uh, as always, please remember, hit the subscribe button and also the bell icon if you'd like to be notified when I bring out a new video. Uh, if you'd like to join Discord, I mentioned about social media platforms. We've got over 16,000 people in Discord now, completely free to join. Jump on there and network with other like-minded people just like yourself that are love for this wonderful city that we're in. And uh, if you'd like to support the channel and the work that I do here, there is a link in the description below. Uh, and membership starts from as little as 89 pence a month. All right, guys, that's it for me. Thank you very much for watching. And please, as always, wherever you are in the world, stay safe.